Movies and musicals on RTE Lyric FM, sponsored by IFI at Home, the new streaming service from the Irish Film Institute. Come home to film. Come home to ifihome.ie. We imagine a future. We must consider this. Who would want me to be a part of their life? Hey, that's inappropriate. Will you make a choice now? We pass talking. Where do you say we come in for my close-up now? I'm done running. What was your favorite part? I'm a planner. Get back. Movie news. Just don't like you no more. With Gareth Daly. You do like me. Good afternoon to you, Gareth. We've just, of course, heard the little clips there from Banshees of Enishare and great success at the Golden Globes during the week. Unbelievable, isn't yeah. it? In terms of, you know, when you consider the amount of nominations and and it's the same. It's happening across all the uh, all the different awards from the PGA Awards to the Directors Guild to the SAG Awards. The the film is doing just oh, that's so great. well. We'll, we'll talk more about awards in a moment, but uh, you did promise us that you would give us the answer to uh, all your film clips and that new jingle. So will you will you take us through it? I, I did mention Banshees at the end there. Yeah, how do you do? Did you manage to pick out <laughs> I got a, a few. few of them? I got a They're few. They're hard. Yeah, they are hard. You always give us a so, good challenge. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, it opens with Killian Murphy from Oppenheimer. And then we have Jesse Buckley from Women Talking. Yes. Uh, the Whale features next Brendan Fraser. Uh-huh. And then the next one is a movie that was shot in Ireland. It's called Cocaine Bear. Ah. That's Margot Martindale. Didn't get that features one, okay. in that. That's a tough one yes. indeed. Uh, Knock at the Cabin is the next one. Uh, Dave uh, Batista, And then you have Creed 3. Yes. Michael B. Jordan in there. He's also the director of that film Babylon Margot uh-huh. Robbie uh, Bradley Cooper is there ah. um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 Michelle Williams yep. for The Fablemans uh, Chris Pine is a movie that was shot in Northern Ireland Dungeons and Dragons and then the unmistakable voice of Harrison Ford yes. from Indiana <laughs> Jones and the Dial of Destiny and as you mentioned we had uh, The Banshees of Inisherin as the final one Excellent there as well. OK I will play the jingle again at the end so you can uh, recognise all of those clips Now we're starting off with quite a bit of casting news this afternoon, Garrett. Uh, William H. Macy first up. William H. Macy and he's going to star in a series that I wasn't aware that was going to be continuing but when you look at the numbers you can see why. So this is the Planet of the Apes franchise oh. and they're going wow. to continue it with it with a film called Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now this all started in a reboot if you remember in 2011 with Rise of the Planet of yeah, the Apes which is very and good. finished up. Very good. Matt Reeves directed them. War for the Planet of the mm. Apes was the last one in the series in 2017. So this one's going to pick up in an all new chapter. It is going to continue uh, the story from there on in. Now William H Macy, good, good, uh, good name to join. I haven't seen him too much no. recently. He was in he was in Shameless, of course, the series. Mm-hmm. But the the series itself of Planet of the Apes made more than one point seven billion at the worldwide box office. So for Twentieth Century Studios, you can see why they're going again. Okay, now we've a big star coming up too. Oprah Winfrey going in front of the camera. She is, and this sounds like a really good project. Tyler Perry is directing it for Netflix, and it's called Six Triple Eight. And it's a film, it's a true story, really, of an all-black, all-female World War II battalion who were key to the American effort. 855 women joined the war effort with little knowledge of what they would be doing, uh, but they were quickly given a mission to sort through 
and fix a three-year backlog of undelivered mail. So there were 17 million pieces of mail (laughs) that they had to sort through. And this 6888 battalion uh, reconnected American soldiers with their families and loved ones, I suppose set against the backdrop as well of sort of discrimination, Mm. been in an unfamiliar land. And recently, actually, uh, US President Joe Biden signed a bill for these women to receive the Congressional Gold Medal. So uh, Perry wrote this script based on an article that he read in World War II, History Magazine, good cast, Kerry Washington, as you mentioned, Oprah Winfrey, Sam Waterston, Dean Norris, Susan Sarandon, all set to to star in this ensemble feature. Very good. I'm I'm guessing by the end we will have the real life footage of of President Joe Biden uh, at that moment. That's what usually happens with these when they come around. You're you're pitching it to the producers already. I think so. Now we mentioned the Golden Globes. It is, of course, awards season. But Garrett, are people tuning in? Well, this is the big question in terms of, you know, is there is there an interest in them? So the Golden Globes, right, back in 2004 on NBC, attracted an audience of 26.8 million viewers. Gosh. The other night when it was shown, it had a modest six. 6.3 million wow. viewers. 20 down. Yeah, yeah. And obviously there was pickup now on sort of on, on, on you know, uh, playback and stuff on yeah. Peacock. But that just goes to show you now we have a lot more competition, okay, in the TV space. And you have obviously streamers and satellite channels and everything like that. But it sort of begs the question, where where's the future for these award shows? Now, what is really interesting is that the streamers are now getting in on it because the SAG Awards are going to be coming to Netflix. Really? So Netflix have done a deal. Now, this year it's going to be on Netflix's YouTube channel, Mm -hmm. right? And then it's going to go to the platform from 2024 onwards. Now, this is a surprise. Now, I kind of, I think I said this to you last year where I was kind of thinking about, you know, when it comes to the Oscars and it comes to these things, if you have an interest in them, it can be hard to watch them this side of the Atlantic. Um, And, you know, in a streaming world or a catch-up world, they're available all the time, you know, and you don't have to get up at two in the morning to watch them. Mm. You watch them as soon as you get up. So maybe this is the future of where they go and I suppose the fact that they're out there. Speaking of the SAG Awards and we were talking about how the Banshees of Inishairn has done, it has sort of made history by earning five nominations at the SAG Awards alongside Everything Everywhere all at once as well. So they both sort of made history. So it's popping up in all um, all these different awards which are the precursor of course to sort of determining where might the Oscar votes go as yeah, well? Yeah, dying, dying to hear. We'll, we'll find out shortly. Uh, now, Francis Ford Coppola is uh, shooting at the moment. It's um, not going too well for him, Garrett. What's going on? Well, there was a report, and he has shot it down now, in fairness to him. There was a report in in one of the trades sort of saying that uh, the Atlanta set of his current film is in sort of absolute chaos at the moment, that there was a turnover in visual effects and arts departments, which led to to this report sort of citing a crew exodus. He's come out alongside the star Adam Driver to say that there's no chaos, that it's simply a turnover based on economics and it hasn't (laughs) caused any disruption. Now, he's not one to shy away from a difficult set let's be honest in terms of it but he always seems to pull it together no matter what the chaos may be going on in the background look this film is a great cast Uh, as I mentioned Adam Driver you got Forrest Whitaker Natalie Emmanuel Lawrence Fishburne John Voight Jason Schwartzman and Dustin Hoffman I mean what a great cast serious cast personally bankrolling the film Mm -hmm. as well which is a kind of a scary prospect in its own right but the interest will be there when uh, when he finally gets this movie made but I don't know hard to believe the the stories are out there but are they true? We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. What about a trailer watch for us this week? 
I like the look of this. It has a very good cast as yeah. well. It's a movie called Sharper and it's set in New York City, but the cast includes Julianne Moore, Sebastian Stan and John Lithgow. Sir, the police are here. Police? Get your hands off me. Detective, can we talk about this? I'm going to pay you for your time. Stop. He's not a cop. This is what my son does. He plays these games. All that work for $1,000. If you're going to steal, steal a lot. Yeah, I like uh, John Lithgow and Julianne Moore uh, together in that clip. Looks good, Gart. It does look cool. It looks intriguing. Mm. And it's sort of secrets and lies and, and people double crossing each other in sort of high stakes game of ambition and greed. And uh, with that cast, yeah, it's an attractive prospect. It's going to have a limited release in the US, but it's going to then be on the Apple TV Plus service from mid-February. OK, that is sharper. Let's come to new releases. Uh, quite a few uh, goodies this weekend in our cinemas, starting off with Kate Blanchett in Tar. Time is the thing. Time is, is the essential piece of uh, interpretation. You cannot start without me. See, I start the clock. Now, my left hand, it shapes, but my right hand, the second hand, marks time and moves it forward. However, unlike a clock, sometimes my second hand stops, which means that time stops. Now, the illusion is that like you, I'm responding to the orchestra in real right, time, making right. the decision about the right moment to restart the thing or reset it or throw time out the window altogether. The reality is that right from the very beginning, I know precisely what time really? it is and the exact moment that you and I will arrive at our destination together. That's Kate Blanchett and Tara and of course uh, winning the Golden Globe the other night too, Garrett. Yeah, and I think, you know, everyone's quite impressed. Now, I'm I'm going off the trailer here and I love the look of the trailer. You've actually seen the film, which Todd Field directs. Would you believe I've seen it twice? I was lucky enough to see an, a very early preview before Christmas and I, I just really wanted to go again the other night. <laughs> it, it, it welcomes a second viewing because there's a lot going on. Uh, I love it. I have to say it's an intriguing story, brilliantly written and directed by Todd Field with such a wonderful central performance from Kate Blanchett. And you know what's good about it is Everyone comes out with their own opinions about it. It's a great one to chat about afterwards because uh, Todd Field kind of leaves a lot up in the air, if you like. So it's great for that post-cinema chat. And I think everyone, though, will be of the same opinion that Kate Blanchett's performance is extraordinary. She, uh, the way she embodies this character, a very complex woman. She conducts, she plays piano, she speaks German. It's such an intriguing character study, a very haunting, tense film, I have to say, but uh, it's it's well worth a watch. Now, we have Empire of the Light in cinemas too. Yes. Yeah, so oh, Empire of Light, I should say. Empire. Yeah, Olivia Coleman starring here as Hillary, who's a cinema manager struggling with her mental health. And then Stephen, played by Michael Ward, is a new employee longing to escape the provincial town where he faces daily adversity. And together they share a sense of belonging and experience the healing power of music, cinema and community. It's an interesting one, this, Garrett, because I think... Um, Empire of Light with director Sam Mendes and then The Fablemans from Spielberg. They've sort of been sold to us as love letters to the cinema. But actually, the two directors deal with so much more and we will come to Spielberg in a few weeks. But with Sam Mendes, this film is set around a a faded old cinema in the English coastal town in the, the early 80s. But, you know, it follows Olivia Coleman's character, Hilary, a cinema manager. She is struggling with mental health, mental health. So we have mental health issues here. We also have racism issues because the character of Stephen, played by Michael Ward, has to deal with this. So I sort of felt in a way that Mendes throws perhaps a little too much at this. 
But uh, it's well worth seeing, not only for the main performances and indeed, as always, the stunning cinematography from, from Roger Deakins, but I love some of the smaller roles. I mean, Toby Jones, as the projectionist, as we'll hear in this clip, is just charming. It is amazing. Because it's just static frames with darkness in between. But there's a little flaw in your optic nerve. So that if I run the film at 24 frames per second, you don't see the darkness. Wow. It's called the fire phenomenon. Viewing static images rapidly in succession creates an illusion of motion. Illusion of life. That's Empire of Light also in cinemas and for something completely different, Garrett, we have Megan. Yeah, a robotics engineer at a toy company builds a lifelike doll. Oh, I'm always freaked out. <laughs> that begins to take on a life of its own. Alison Williams and uh, Violet McGraw star in this one. Yeah, I went into this going, oh, I don't know what to expect because the trailer, I'm, I wasn't quite clear. Is this tongue in cheek or what's the story? This is a horror comedy, is, is what I'd say. It's, it's, you know, it's very funny. It's really darkly funny. It's tightly directed. So it does, it steers away from the, the big scares or the elaborate suspense. It goes more for entertainment value and the laughs, which definitely worked for me. And as I say, a little satire in there and how reliant we are on devices, be it our phones or in this case, an Android doll who takes yeah. the place of a parent for this young girl uh, dealing with grief. And uh, as we'll hear from this clip, it's not going to go well, Garrett. Here, here, I'll give you a little taster here. They could be building emotional connections that are too hard to untangle. She's the happiest she's been since her parents died. Eat the toppings, Katie. Research shows if you force a child to eat vegetables, they'll be less likely to choose those foods as adults. Is that so? Yes. Experts say... Megan, turn off. I thought we were having a conversation. Yeah, that, okay. that's what we're up against here. And by the way, Megan, it's sort of M3GAN, if you've if you've seen it advertised, which starts yeah. for Model 3 Generative Android. Uh, not to be trusted, Garrett. We have uh, one more to mention. <laughs> Alexa, I'm scared. <laughs> um, OK, right. Well, a, a very visualist director, um, Mark Jenkin, um, Ennis Main. This is set in 1973 on an uninhabited island off the Cornish coast. A wildlife volunteer's daily observations on a rare flower turn into a metaphysical journey that forces her, as well as the viewer to question what is real and what is a nightmare. Great. What about a TV movie for us? Well, I could give you the logline, but let me just give you four words. The Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, <laughs> a great lovely. movie. Wes Anderson directs. A wonderful cast in it. Really fun. Nice way to spend the evening. Yeah. It's on TG Car tonight at ten past ten. Oh, I could do a bit of comedy. That sounds great. Gareth, thanks a million. Thanks, Aideen. We imagine a future. We must consider this. Who would want me to be a part of their life? Hey, that's inappropriate. Will you make a choice now? We pass talking. Where do you say we come in for my close-up now? I'm done running. What was your favourite part? I'm a planner. Get back! Movie news. Just don't like you no more. With Gareth Daly. You do like me.